Welcome, my true crime roadies. I'm your host, Angela Baum, along with my husband, Larry, and this is Trucking True Crime Podcast, a true crime show where we focus on true crime stories that happen within the trucking industry. But don't worry, you don't need to know anything about the trucking industry to listen and enjoy the show. You just need to be a fan of true crime. And if that's you, then welcome inside. As a reminder, if you'd like to learn more about our life over the road as team truck drivers, you can listen to our other podcast, Married to the Road, where we share our lives over the road and stories along the way with our three furry dogs. As a reminder, our podcast discusses true crimes and murders. This is not a show for the faint of heart, and this is not intended for young audiences. If you like your podcast ad-free, then head over to our Patreon, located at patreon.com slash Podcast, where for just a dollar a whole month, your episodes are ad-free. And if you need more episodes in your life, then for just $5 a month, you get a bonus episode each month, all your episodes are ad-free, and you get a 10% discount on all of our Trekking True Crime Podcast merchandise. Plus, anytime you sign up, you get instant access to all of our episodes ad-free. So please be sure to stop by our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast and sign up today. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Trekking True Crime Podcast. I'm so sorry we've been absent for a few weeks, but that's how it is with trekking. If you're new here to Trekking True Crime Podcast, my name is Angela. I am the host, and I host this show along with my husband, Larry. We are both team truck drivers with a real passion for true crime. So I thought I'd share with you guys why I decided to make Trekking True Crime Podcast. So for a lot of you guys, you know that I'm a truck driver. When I'm driving over the road, sometimes I drive for up to 10 hours a day, and that's a pretty long time. So I try to figure out what can I do during that time to keep my mind occupied so that I'm awake and alert. And what I love to do, I love true crime. I love the mystery and I love listening to the stories. And I love it when it just feels like you're reading a book. So that's why I decided that my love for trekking and my love for true crime, I would combine the two. And that's how I created Trekking True Crime Podcast. So if you haven't had an opportunity yet, please be sure to like, share, and follow our podcast. Please be sure to follow wherever you listen to our podcast so that you know every time we put up a brand new episode. This week's episode is very special and near and dear to my heart because it actually has to do with a female truck driver. So without further ado, let's get into our story. Have you ever been interested about what all it takes to be a truck driver out here, delivering the goods all across America? Or more importantly, what is it like being a team trucker out here with your significant other 24 hours a day in a small confined space, working together, eating together, sleeping together, you name it. If you've ever been curious about the trucking industry, please listen to Larry and I's other podcast, Married to the Road. 
Again, that's married, the number two, the road. Please be sure to give it a listen today and don't forget to hit that follow button. Today I'm going to be sharing the story of fellow female truck driver. She was such an amazing woman and she was a real trendsetter for all of us female truckers. And for my trucking friends, you're probably going to recognize her name. Her name was Christine Summers, and this incident happened just a little less than two years ago. Christine began her trekking career a little over 30 years ago as a way for her to spend time with her husband, Lamar, as a team trekking couple. So they were just like Larry and I. They were wanting to see the world and see the country, and they began team truck driving together. Being a mother and a grandmother, trucking was a way for her to make a good income for her family and also to spend some time with her husband, Lamar. She was a little bit like Larry and I, and so I can totally relate to Christine and her husband, Lamar. They were just a couple trying to live their best life out here on these roads and make a really good income for their family. Christine and her husband spent 20 years together as team truckers. They were working and seeing the country together and sharing the one thing that they both loved, which was the open road. But sadly, due to health-related issues, her husband Lamar was forced to quit truck driving. This, I'm sure, was such a devastating blow to the two of them, since they were both such a very close-knit, loving couple. This was a real change in their lifestyle, but these two still made it work. They decided that Christine would go back over the road as a truck driver and Lamar would stay home and try to assist her from home as much as he could. Now, Christine's sister-in-law named Sherry Childers explained, quote, he slept when she slept and stayed awake when she was awake. They visited as if they were still together, talking about the TV or the kids and they were a very close family. They just made that their life apart work. He was at home worried about her while she was away from home, but he adjusted his schedule so that when Christine was awake and driving, he was there on the headset for her. And when she was sleeping, this was the time that he chose to sleep. This was the new norm for the couple and it worked for them and they were very happy together. So even though Lamar couldn't be over the road with her, he felt like by being there for Christine when she was driving, that he was still over the road team driving with her. Now, Christine reminds me a lot of me. She was a hardworking truck driver who in her time off loved to work her land at her house. She was very much into gardening and just keeping her land beautiful. But she also was very much girly like me. When she liked to get cleaned up and wear nice pearls and looking beautiful occasionally, but she could still get down and dirty just like all of us female truck drivers. She was a woman who was tough when she needed to be, but inside she was still a beautiful girly girl type of person. Her sister-in-law Sherry said, quote, she was just that person. She would go as low as she had to go and she could go as high as she wanted to go and she just let everybody be who they were." End quote. Currently, Christine was working for the trucking company RTR Transportation. 
RTR Transportation is based out of Tennessee. On August 19, 2020, it should have been like any other night for Christine. Christine was covering those miles to finish up her delivery. And it was around 3 o'clock in the morning, and Lamar and Christine were deep into a conversation, like they tended to do each night. They were probably sharing stories about their family, or maybe discussing their favorite TV shows. But all of a sudden, Lamar heard Christine's voice over the phone, and he could tell by the gasp in her voice that something had happened. Worried, Lamar listened as he heard Christine tell him that she had just seen a black man on the side of the road, and she was afraid that she may have hit him. At this point in the story, I want to set the stage of how the world was at this particular point in time. Back in August of 2020, our country was only six months into the COVID-19 pandemic. People were still keeping their social distancing and the world was just starting to come out of lockdown. During this time, we had also seen several upheavals in the trucking industry with protests against truckers. Several truckers who had been hurt during highway road incidents and our trucking industry was very much on a high alert. So I am sure Christine and her husband Lamar were very well aware of the situation. So I am sure that when Christine told her husband Lamar that she thought that she might have hit someone, I'm sure at some point he probably was worried that this might be a setup. Afraid for Christine's safety and not knowing exactly what was going on, Lamar urged Christine to hang up the phone and immediately dial 911 to let them know exactly what was going on. And that is exactly what Christine did. Slowly, Christine began to pull her semi-truck over to the shoulder of the road. She was located just right outside of Birmingham, Alabama. She was on Interstate 59-20 near Valley Road exit. Christine called 911 and she explained to the dispatcher on the other line what exactly was happening. As she was on the phone with the 911 dispatcher, she decided that she was going to get out of her truck to go out and investigate and explore and see exactly what was going on. At this particular time, I cannot even imagine the fear and the worry that poor Christine must be going through as she's slowly getting out of her truck and checking out her surroundings, thinking that she may have just hit an innocent person on the side of the road. I get chills all over my body just thinking about the fear that she must have been feeling. As Christine made her way to the back of her truck, it is suspected that she encountered that male that she had described to the 911 dispatcher. Because as she was on the phone with the dispatcher, she can be heard saying, quote, get away from me, end quote. And then the next thing that we hear on the line is what it sounds like her cell phone falling to the ground. And poor Christine never came back to the line with the 911 dispatcher. A few minutes later, another truck driver named Ozell Johnson was making his way back to the Mercedes plant in Birmingham, Alabama. Now, Ozell was almost done with his long, late shift that night. All he had to do was deliver this final load, and then he was done for the night, 
and he can head home to his family. As he was driving down Interstate 59, he saw off onto the shoulder of the road a semi-truck was pulled over with her flashes on. As, all, as Ozell always does, he moved over to the left lane and just watched the truck to make sure that it did not try to pull out in front of him and cut him off. But as Ozell was starting to pass in the left lane, the disabled truck, he noticed that something just didn't look right. He saw something laying by the catwalk of the truck, almost in the roadway. Shocked and not sure what he was seeing, and whether or not what he was seeing was real, Ozell immediately put on his four ways on his semi-truck and started to pull his truck over to the shoulder of the road. Ozell decided he needed to go check and see if that driver was okay. I'm sure at this point Ozell probably thought that the truck driver was just having some health-related crisis on the side of the road. <coughs> As Ozell was getting out of his semi-truck, he decided that he would immediately dial 911. As Ozell was on the phone talking to the dispatcher, he told the dispatcher that he had just came across Christine. Christine was laying next to her truck on the roadway completely covered in blood. Initially, Ozell thought during the process of checking Christine over, he thought that maybe she had fallen off of her catwalk and had suffered a really bad head injury. But sadly, that was not the case. Next to Christine laying on the ground was her truck keys to her locked truck and her flashlight, which was still turned on. Multiple law enforcement agencies responded to the scene within just a few minutes of the phone call from Moselle, including the State Bureau of Investigation. But sadly, Christine was pronounced dead on the scene. Christine had been murdered. Shortly after the police arrived on the scene, the 911 call center started getting phone calls from very concerned citizens who were beginning to report a naked black man on the interstate acting very erratically. The gentleman was on the side of the road completely naked, not making much sense and yelling at the pedestrians and people in their cars. Within an hour, the police had taken in a suspect into custody. The suspect was 39-year-old Charles Lebester Gibson. Mr. Gibson was taken into custody and when they were trying to book him, he wound up attacking two police officers in the process. It was during that time that they were trying to move him from a padded cell that he was in into an interview, interview room so they could try to interview him. That is when Mr. Gibson decided that he was going to strike the two police officers. Gibson said, quote, I'm going to kill you and I'm not going to go to prison, end quote. Luckily, both officers only sustained minor injuries from Mr. Gibson's attack. While doing their background check on Mr. Gibson, they soon learned that he had had previous arrests in his past for rape, burglary, and animal cruelty. But all of these charges, for whatever reason, were always dismissed. As the police were dealing with Mr. Gibson, Christine's family were starting to make funeral arrangements and trying to deal with just how they were going to go on with their life 
without Christine in their life. Christine's funeral was Monday, August 22, 2020. Christine's sister-in-law, Miss Sherry Childers, said, quote, It's been devastating for everyone. She was the glue that held the family together, end quote. Police did try to interview Mr. Gibson shortly after the initial incident happened. But when the police officers tried to interview Mr. Gibson, they said that he was acting erratic and simply didn't make any sense. During their questioning, he was making a lot of racial insults at the police officers, saying that he did, did not like white MFers. So sadly, the police officers were not able to continue their interview with him. The next day, they again tried to interview Mr. Con Mr. Gibson when he had calmed down just a little bit. When the officers were trying to speak to Mr. Gibson, he claimed that the reason that his fists were all bloodied when they arrested him was that he had gotten into a fight with his girlfriend, and during the initial fight with his girlfriend, he decided to hit a wall in their home, and that's the reason that his knuckles were all bloody. Due to this, he claimed that he had caused his hand to get bloody. After the police officers spoke to both the girlfriend and the girlfriend's mother, they realized that yes, Mr. Gibson had indeed gotten into a fight with his girlfriend and he had hit a wall, but at the time of the incident, he did not suffer any serious injuries and he was not bleeding when he left their home. Mr. Gibson then went on to tell the officers that someone named Drew had told him to remove all of his clothes and go into the interstate that night. However, the officers were ne never able to figure out if this person, Drew, was actually a real person or just a fictional person in Mr. Gibson's head. The entire interview with Mr. Gibson just simply did not make sense. Mr. Gibson did not admit to the murder or having to do anything with poor Christine's murder. He at one point told the officers that he was simply trying to give back to Tuscaloosa, Alabama because some of the people were trying to murder his mother. This claim that Mr. Gibson made also proved to be false. At this point, Mr. Gibson is still currently being held in a mental hospital as he is not able to currently stand trial on anything at this point. A grand jury did want to try to charge Mr. Gibson with four counts but at this time, they are waiting to see if his mental health improves. At the time of his arrest, they were never able to find Mr. Gibson's clothes or his IDs anywhere along the interstate. The only thing that they were able to recover was his cell phone, which he had in his hand at the time of his arrest. As to the physical evidence tying him to the murder of Christine, they do have a bloody handprint that was recovered from the side of Christine's truck. Also, the blood on Mr. Gibson's naked body at the time of his arrest did prove to be Christine's. They have also sent Christine's t-shirt off for blood analysis and should get those results shortly. We will keep you updated if and when they decide to proceed with the charges against Mr. Gibson. In the meantime, our hearts go out to Christine Summers' family. As a female truck driver myself, I remember exactly when this occurred. I was actually in Florida driving down the highway when a pop-up came over my phone telling me about this horrific act. 
and I can remember just being overwhelmed with the sadness at the thought that this poor lady had laid on the side of the highway just suffering. It is such a sad, sad case. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Christine Summers and her family. She truly was a heroic truck driver. Don't forget to join us back here on Saturday where we'll have a brand new episode for you. Thank you so much, everybody, for your support. It means the world to me. Please be sure to like, share, and follow our podcast and let your friends know about us. Be safe out there, everybody. If you're enjoying our podcast and you need just a little bit more Angie and Larry time, then we encourage you to listen to our weekly radio show. That's right. We have a weekly radio show. Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern, you can listen to our radio show, Tail Lights with the Bombs. It's on tncradio.live. You can listen to us live every week on your phone or your computer by going to tncradio.live or downloading the TNC Radio app. Every week, Larry and I sit down and we interview truckers and people in the trucking industry who share their stories from over the road. So be sure to join us this Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central at tncradio.live for Taillights with the Bombs. Thank you so much, my true crime roadies, for giving our podcast a listen. We really appreciate you listening to our Trucking True Crime podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to visit our Instagram page or our TikTok page, also Trucking True Crime Podcast. And don't forget that you can visit our Facebook page as well. Again, Trucking True Crime Podcast. Be sure to like, share, and follow, and be sure to share out our podcast to all your friends. We'll be back here next week with another great episode. Thank you so much, my true crime roadies. Be safe out there.